friends, Romans, countrymen, lend me your ears. Greetings and salutations. Greetings and salutations. Today is the 25th day of June 2021, and the time is 12.42 a.m. here in the sinful and godless city of Abuja. Welcome to the sixth installment of your weekly dose of political incorrectness. Bear in mind, I have been diagnosed with a medical condition. My body lacks the genetic ability to give a fuck. Hey, I want to ask a question. Does the government know that drugs have won the war on drugs. Nation, how have you been? What have you lots been up to this week? How is everyone doing? Hope we're safe. Hope we're well. Hope we're, hope we're healthy. Let's do some housekeeping. Let's do some housekeeping. I have some good news. I have some great news. We are back on Apple Podcasts. We are back on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> Had to blow some air horns to that. No offense to the other platforms, but come on, man. This this is Apple. This is Apple. It's kind of like a big... It is a big deal. It is a big deal. It feels great to be back on Apple Podcasts. In more housekeeping, Nation, our streaming numbers still suck. Man, these numbers are fucking terrible. Like, these numbers are bad. They are horrible. They are fucked up. I can't pay my bills with these numbers. We cannot attract advertisers with this with these numbers. Please, man. But baby steps, baby steps. But keep spreading the word, please. People, keep spreading the word. Like I always say, do not keep this treasure trove of, of what's the word now? What's the word? This treasure trove of conservative gold, anti-liberal gold, anti-progressive gold to yourself. Spread the word. Because these numbers suck. Anyways, that's it for housekeeping. With that said, the rant artist is back. Welcome to the show. Let's talk some shit. Tonight, the long-awaited Forever Maryland statue is now open to visitors. Hundreds of people gathering today for the unveiling in Palm Springs. News Channel 3 Shelby Nelson was there to capture the day where both supporters and protesters showed up. It was a day of overwhelming support and protests as the Forever Maryland statue unveiled for the first time on Museum Way. Palm Springs, this is for you. A big day in Palm Springs. After months of delays and opposition, the day finally arrived to unveil a 26-foot Marilyn Monroe. This is a great free attraction, and I think it's been great for our businesses, and it's great to have free attractions for our residents. So much here costs money. And she's been a great free attraction before, and she will be again. And just in time for the summer months, supporters including Optop Dada, the chairman of PS Resorts, the organization behind Maryland's arrival, hope this will draw tourism even in the slow season. Sunday's event drawing in hundreds of people and on a day of scorching temperatures. The unveiling also met with opposition. Many residents came out who have been fighting the placement of the giant statue. One of the things that we wanted was to keep this 
L.A., if you will, open, connecting Palm Canyon to the museum, and now we have a 20-some-odd, 30-foot-tall statue blocking it, and that's not what we asked for. Opponents wanting it instead at a local park. Some also protesting the unveiling for other reasons, what they believe the statue represents. It is misogyny on display in Palm Springs. It is also the way that it is upskirting, and it what, the way it was built is intentionally built to look up her skirt and take crotch shots. We would never celebrate a powerful man, 26-foot-tall sculpture with his pants pulled down. And I see that as an equivalent here. A series of local leaders spoke before the crowd at Sunday's event, and all while protesters chanted behind a fence. As for visitors, many also voicing their opinions over Palm Springs' newest tourist attraction. Well, it doesn't bother me. I think we're, we're Steve. You can't cancel the past. Yeah. I think it's important to look at the past and learn from it, right? I think Marilyn Monroe, she was known as a sex symbol. Uh, this is what uh, I think she lived it, not only portrayed it on screen. I honestly don't know what I think about it yet. The statue is slated to be here for three years and free to the public. Reporting in Palm Springs, Shelby Nelson, News Channel 3. Multiple protests, a popular petition, illegal action, and a small fire have not been enough to stop the city of Palm Springs from installing a supersized and hypersexualized Marilyn Monroe sculpture on a public site next to the Palm Springs Art Museum. On Sunday, city council members presided over a dedication ceremony for the sculpture by late artist Seward Johnson, Seward Johnson, can't exactly pronounce that, known as Forever Marilyn or hashtag MeToMarilyn by those who find it exploitative. That shows the actress with her white dress flying up above her waist. There was no damage from the fire which took place 10 days ago when welders were working on sculpture and some bubble wrap started smoking. The ceremony came complete with a flyover from a vintage World War II plane, a North American T-28A Trojan from the Palm Springs Air Museum. But no leaders of the art museum, which, which now has a view of Maryland's exposed underwear, were an official part of the ceremony. The last four directors of the museum have pub publicly opposed its placement there, as have a number of activist groups, including CRIMA, the Committee to Relocate Maryland, and the Women's March LA. Both of these groups sent protesters to the dedication ceremony with chants that drowned out some of the speakers. The city council, which voted unanimously to place Maryland in this location after it was brought by a city-funded tourism agency, has repeatedly given a boost in tourism as its reason for doing so. Hmm. Liberals. Progressives. These motherfuckers are going to ruin everything. 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 Let's get one thing straight. Let's get one thing straight. I don't care to see anyone's underwear or genitals in public. But that's a problem. Because that ship sailed a long time ago. The agenda decided women should be allowed to dress however they wanted in public because men do so. It didn't matter to the agenda. The public decency wasn't exactly a gender issue. It was a common sense issue because nobody, male or female, should present themselves indecently in public. That's why we have a register for child sex offenders, which ironically has a shit ton of men. The data will suggest there are more men on the register than women. But the agenda insisted they wanted the rights to exercise human perversion just like men. 
You can't deny the role Madame Monroe played in fostering that narrative with her, with her sex symbol status. It could have been anything in the world she wanted to be, but she was like, I want people to look at me and get horny. That's what a sex symbol is. And so, like I said, that ship has sailed. And here we are. My body, my choice. Quote, unquote. With that said, let's open the floor for contributions. Nation, you cannot erase history. The statue is a tribute to her, to her iconic scene from the movie, The Seven Year Itch, where the blast of air from a subway grate raises her white dress. And that picture is just as famous as Che Guevara's portrait and some other iconic pictures from history. I can't remember right now. When you think Marilyn, that is literally the first image that comes to your mind. That and happy birthday, Mr. President. Now, she did the film and made the scene ironic. It's etched, it is etched in history forever. When I think of the Wright brothers, I think of the airplane. When I think of Henry Ford, I think of the automobile. When I think of Marilyn, I think of sex. She might not have requested the sex symbol status, but she sure as hell reveled in it and accepted it. That was the product she sold. Nobody wants to see a statue of Marilyn playing the piano or working heavy machinery. We want to see a gust of air blowing her dress up and revealing her underwear. Now, you may ask, just because she was a sex symbol doesn't mean she was asking to be harassed by a misogynist some 50-something years later after her death, and you will be right. But I will also tell you, that's not exactly a, that's not exactly a statue of Marilyn herself. That's a statue of a character Marilyn played in a movie. Yep, you see that one coming, did you? Wikipedia credits her as the girl, quote-unquote, in the movie. Now, while Marilyn had agency over her body, the creative rights of that character do not belong to her. Do not belong to her. She was a contracted actress who got paid for her work and understood the implications that came with that iconic scene. She already exercised her agency accepting the role. Many years after that character and that scene, I'm sorry, are now public property. No one is harassing Marilyn, if there's any harassment at all. They are harassing an aluminum statue. If she wanted agency over her body and what we saw long after her death, she wouldn't have signed up for that role. Female porn stars are fond of this trick. They're happy to take all the money they can get, and they get paid way more than their male colleagues. Hello, gender pay gap. But when they retire, all of a sudden, they don't want their content online anymore. They want to be, ironically, quote-unquote, cancelled. They want it erased. Lady, let me tell you something. If you do not run the production company, you do not decide what we do with the work we already paid you to do for us. Your body might be your property, but your work remains ours. You read and you signed the goddamn contract. I don't see male stars having this problem. You know, why do female porn stars care about their reputation online immediately after retirement? Make it make sense. We're supposed to pretend we never saw you get fucked by a bunch of guys. Isn't that convenient? The income from sex work without the shame of sex work. Now, you're bothered because you're ashamed of your past. And you care that we think highly of you as modest women. You want us to think of you as traditional and conservative women because all that sexual liberation is just a ruse for your bathroom mirror. 
In this case, however, it's just a bunch of people who think they can convince us about what Marilyn would want. Listen, if she didn't want to lend her body to a fictional character, she, sh she shouldn't have taken the role. If Marilyn were alive today, she sure as hell wouldn't be reenacting that infamous scene and taking pictures with fans. She would have gotten over the role. But you know what? I would love to walk past that statue and piece the liberals off. You know, I'd love to make cat-calling cat sounds at the statue, whistle at the statue. Like, yeah, baby. What's going on, Marilyn? Come get this dick, Marilyn. Nation, I was worried about content for this week. When the week started, it was a very slow week for news. And then a smart person told me, said Big Brother is back. Actually, it was a reunion show for the most recent housemates, not the return of the show itself. But then, you know, you get the point. Now, do you remember... When I told you, when I advised you, I mean the hopeful contestants, those who wanted to get, get on the show in the future. Remember when I told you not to go on the show if you had no personality? And then I said, if you had a voluptuous and luscious set of breasts, then we could circumvent that participation loophole for you. Do you remember? For those who don't, let's go back to the archives and play that tape again. Listen very carefully. For those who lack personality, I have a question for you. Just look down. Just drop your head and look down. Tell me, what do you see? What do you see? Do you happen to possess a perky set of tits? Yep, you heard that right. You heard that right. Girlfriend, what is your cup size? How big are your breasts? Are you a frequent sufferer of back pain? I say this because, and again, this has become very politically incorrect to say in the current social climate, but then we have to ask, what are you bringing to the table? Because if you're not bringing your personality to a reality show, what the fuck am I tuning in to watch? Who the fuck are we voting for? So, show me your titties, bitch. Yep. That's it. We'll stop right there. Oh boy. I am so pissed today. And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. So recently, recently, the Big Brother Niger franchise has integrated something called a reunion show to their product offering. You know, after some time away from the house, they bring the housemates back to address old wounds, old gripes, you know, get a load off their chest. Are there some things you have been meaning to address since you left the house? Speak now or forever hold your peace. You know, that kind of shit. And this reunion show is hosted by regular show host and Messias Diva in Entertainment History of Messias Divas, Ibuka. Now, people argue this reunion is a stage and I can see why. Because number one... It's a long time between seasons, you know, between seasons of the show, which means a reduction in monetization for the Big Brother brand. Number two, the beauty of reality TV, quote unquote reality TV, has always been conflict, which isn't any different from any other type of content. Even in sports, you see conflicts between competing teams. In TV shows and in drama, you see scripted conflicts. Even on the news, advertisers target new segments with bad news because that's where the eyeballs are. Bad news is conflict. 
any type of content has to portray conflict to win. Why? Why? Sorry. Why? Because peace is boring and chaos is interesting. Personally, I like a cat fight. When I see two bitches pulling out their weaves and taking their jewelry off, I bring out my lotion. I mean, I bring out my popcorn. That shit makes my dick hard. Really hard. Really, really hard. Really, 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 really hard. But back to the point. Big Brother Niger organizers know this. The game is the game. Now, I wouldn't marry a toxic bitch though. My preference. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't exactly mind watching her on TV. Pulling her weave or twerking or doing some, you know, godforsaken hood booger shit. Now, I didn't watch the whole reunion shit. I just watched parts of it. And two segments in particular stood out to me. I'll say two housemates stood out to me. Two housemates stood out to me. Dorothy. Ooh. Shady got titties. Let's address it. See elephants in the room. Or the pair of elephants in the room. She got some juicy watermelons. You know. Can we get some air horns for Dorothy? Dorothy's titties. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Now. Back to our regularly scheduled programming. Dorothy made a startling revelation on the show. Yep. According to her, she sucked some dick. Yeah. She gave a nigga that gawk gawk. <laughs> you know, gawk 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 gawk. <laughs> she slubbed the doorknob. Yep. So you are aware of both of them? I was aware of both okay. of them. Okay. And I, I think Watoni did more. So she would be like, bright out. And I'll just go, f- and she was like, ah! <laughs> so, Watoni <laughs> so, so, loved Brian, yeah. right? I knew he didn't really like her back like that. Um, I think one time... You knew all the while? Yeah, I kind of knew. I mean, okay. it's my guy right here, man. So, <laughs> I see similarities between me and him. It wasn't like I was pushing myself to him. Bright kissed my neck. Then there were times he would, would have... Just from the onset, we actually had different conversations. So that kiss on the neck to me was like, okay, this is your go-to person as at that time. I told you, Kitty, if he doesn't feel the same way for me, I don't care. I'm in the house to be happy. And he did that for me. So to me, I felt like I was using him to be happy. So now Bright told Dorothy to stay on his bed. Came to tell me to stay on his bed. Dorothy's like, uh, we conclude. No need to go into details. We conclude, stay on his bed. And that's what happened that night. Now, what is now annoying me about this whole situation, and that's why I apologize for calling you fake, was that that night something actually happened between both of them. What is that? Someone gave someone a (laughs) What I now found funny was her saying they barely spoke, and then Bright saying something else. I remember that that the next morning I changed the sheets because it was stained. So now the issue now was, but all I know is, I know what Bright said, and I saw evidence. Something actually happened on the bed. Okay. I had to change the shit. How did you get into this mix, first of all? I was painting someone's toes, and he came. He was like, "Oh, paint my toes too." Was I had a house like dance? I don't remember any of this. Thing. <laughs> 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 I We started playing games, and I got comfortable with him. Okay. Were you laughing like Watoni as well? (laughs) Was that? Were you laughing like Watoni as well? Oh no, I I get coconut head, so. (laughs) About what she said. Wow, you had to change the sheets. What did they look like? Mm. 
You did. You finished work. Okay. <laughs> Just saying. That's why I answered the house. I'm like, continue. I mean, no. I like that she admitted it. Yes. That happened. What she said happened. Okay. I gave him a... Oh. And... Oh. Oh. And after... I think something you happened... You Okay, you told him about it. Yeah. Okay. I did. And, oh. um... Something happened, because... The next morning, and that's why I felt like he was a And the next morning, I left, I left his bed. And the next morning, he didn't even check up on me. Oh. I'm like, How adorable. She's so adorable. She let a nigga come in her mouth, and she caught feelings. He didn't even check up on me. That sounds completely logical. Makes, makes absolutely perfect sense. I sucked your f I like this energy. Man. Yeah, that reaction wasn't quite convincing. This is why people think this show is scripted. But then, I don't know, we're still under the premise that she really did take this nigga's meeting in her mouth. If that truly happened. But that reaction wasn't very convincing. It looked very, seemed very scripted to me. Let's keep listening. So what are you on about? When I told you we barely spoke, we actually barely spoke. Because when I laid on his bed, I think I slept off before he even came back. And when he came back, that happened. I stood up from his bed and I went to my bed. And then I went, I told, I went ahead, I told Prince, I'm not even sure, after that happened, I'm not even sure that I'm feeling this guy like that. I think it's just infatuation. I think it's just a thing of the moment. Where you yeah, that's called personal clarity. Post not clarity. You should look that up. But then it could just be her also trying to save face because it really could just be embarrassment and not clarity. You know, the dick is always small after they have sucked it, not before they sucked it. That's female logic 101. It's too late, baby. It's too late. Can't regret anything now. And don't suck your breast already. Let's keep going. Oh, though. Because you're on the finale, you also mentioned his name on stage. Oh, ew, ew. that so. was that was me avoiding the Prince Ptolemy Cotoni Nengi situation. Because in my head, when I even when I le- stepped down from that stage, I'm like, oh, mm. they fixed their issues. Yeah. They're back together. I remember that they all kept asking me, so tell us, tell us, who do you like? Who do you like? So who do you like? You were gonna call? Of course, it was Prince I was going okay. to say. So Brito was like the decoy. So you used him as well. Ah. Hmm. This whole whatever. I I I don't think she used him. I don't. I mean, she, nah, if there was anyone doing the using, she definitely wasn't the one doing the using here. I mean, if if he caught feelings or got clingy after, then we could see, you know, she had him where she wanted him. You know, she had him wrapped around her little finger. But the gist is, he got his nuts, and then he got the fuck out like a true alpha. You know, he didn't say a word to her anymore. So tell me, you know, who got used in that situation? If anything, she's the one letting us know she had penis in her mouth for dinner. She's not the one saying it. She's the one doing the revelation here. So again, who got used? You know, her underwear was getting soaked for Bright. You know, Prince didn't just do it for her, you know. She was wet for Bright, you know. And with Prince, there was just nothing there, you know. It's what it is. Anyways, look, I played that soundbite, so... We could hear from the horse's mouth. Now that we we have heard her, let's go ahead. Now this revelation went viral online. Like 
this blowjob story was big. No pun intended. <laughs> the internet was buzzing. And you're about to find out why I was pissed. This is why I was pissed. Because when I heard that, all I could ask was, why now? Like, why? How is this just getting out? It's too late. That's what's pissing me off. Lady, you should have put your best features forward and provided this ungodly entertainment every week on your way to the prize money. Man, I'm not judging you, but if I was a chick, I'm not telling you what to do, but if I was a chick, I wouldn't let a guy come in my mouth on national TV for free. Like, I'll find the closest camera and do what I had to do for that prize money. You know, <laughs> that's all I'm saying. It's just interesting and convenient that now you want to be the proverbial bad bitch. You know, yes, that's right. I gave him a blowjob. I gave him a blowjob. Yeah, I did it. Girl, please, I don't buy it, man. I don't buy it. You had a 90-day window. You owe the fans an apology. I'm not slut-shaming anybody. I'm just trying, you know, I'm just trying to help a young hustler get to the bag. Next time she needs to, I don't know if there's going to be a next time, you know. But it would have helped if she was a bit more strategic. Let's move on to my second favorite housemate so far this week. Soup cuddling. What's tell y'all? Tell me about that though. And own it to your chest if you lie here. Yep. We had a conversation. I was like, I'm drawn to you because I feel we are in the same cycle. Boy. Katrina's accent is very is very rich. It's very I just want to warn you before I play this clip, you know. She has a very, very thick accent, you know. I'm sorry, but I just can't get past that accent. I cannot pretend it's not there. Just thought to let you know. Let's listen. I'm separating from my husband. You have a fiance. We 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 barely have no. We we don't want much from ourselves or something. If we want to do something, Dorothy and Lucy told me something. They they had a conversation. I I can't remember. And they were like, um, he says he's in the house just for the game, and that uh, he knows that I like him, but he can never ever have anything to do with Katrina. Don't speak, don't speak low of me. Remember what happened? I pulled you to my bed and I Five seconds. I left him in my bed and I went over to the sitting room to shield. Yeah. Who are these people? <laughs> Who the fuck are these guys? <laughs> these are some messy. Motherfuckers. Who? Um. Again, again. Why now? Why now? I mean, the revelation is juicy, but I mean, her accent sucks, and that accent isn't exactly screaming. Believe me. But, but, if if all of this is true, why is it coming out now? And, and where the fuck are those cameras when shit like this goes down? I thought that house was drowning in surveillance. When did this shit go down? I didn't see it, man. I didn't see I didn't catch this shit. And I was watching that show every day. 
I'm a one more air horn for these bitches, man. One more air horn. <laughs> I cannot believe you had these special set of skills. And you just sat and watched Nigerians literally put the money in Lekon's pocket. Literally put the money in Lekon's hands. Do better, man. Babes, do better. Do better. Do better. One final thing. One final thing on Big Brother. It really does say a lot about what these people do with the spring with the springboard and the platform the show has given them. Like, are they actually busy people now? Do they have time consuming work? Because I don't understand <laughs> I, I don't get it. Like why is this the toxicity anyone would want to return to if they've truly moved on from the show? I don't get it. And please don't tell me money. Like your brand cannot be down that bad. If I have to pay you to come back here and embarrass yourself like this for money. This shit is a fucking circus. <sighs> Let's move on. Nation. Nation, nation. Last week I told you the alphabet mob came for CNA. This week, they came for sports. The New Zealand weightlifter Laurel Hubbard is set to become the first transgender athlete to compete at the Olympics. The country's Olympic Committee has named her as part of the women's team for the Tokyo Games. I asked our correspondent Phil Mercer about the background to this decision. Sport is all about pushing boundaries, and that's certainly what Laurel Hubbard will be doing at the Tokyo Olympics. She will be the first transgender athlete to compete at the Games. She has satisfied domestic and international criteria. She was competing in men's events until she transitioned in 2012, and uh, she's had a pretty decorated career for New Zealand. Back in 2017, she won a silver medal at the World Championships. She thought her career was over at the Commonwealth Games a year later in 2018 when she broke her arm, um, but she's back to full fitness and back in the squad. And New Zealand Olympic officials are very cognizant of the fact that uh, gender identity, in their words, is a very sensitive and complex issue in sport that requires a balance between human rights and the need for fairness in the field of play. There will be those who disapprove of her selection, but as far as the athlete herself is concerned, she said in a statement that she was humbled and that she was grateful. Yes, I mean, it has caused a little bit of controversy, hasn't it? Certainly has. Uh, sport is uh, about drama and certainly the inclusion of Laurel Hubbard in New Zealand's Olympic squad will add an extra layer of intrigue. Now, for quite a long time now, there's been a heated debate in sporting and scientific circles about uh, an apparent unfairness or an apparent advantage gained by transgender athletes competing against other women. And uh, safe to say this controversy will almost certainly continue. There have been rumblings of discontent among at least one of her weightlifting rivals in the past. And you'd have to say, due to the sensitive and delicate nature of, it, uh, of this particular issue, it will continue. But as far as New Zealand is concerned, it's a very proud sporting country, a country of about five million people. And safe to say, uh, you, you'd have to say that the majority of New Zealanders will be backing their team, including Laurel Hubbard, come the uh, Olympics in Tokyo. Piers Morgan is the last of a dying breed. He is the last of a dying breed of common sense perspectives. 
in the mainstream media. He represents a minority, if ever there was an irony. He represents a minority of objective voices that's violently getting cancelled out. This is a proper issue about how far do trans rights override women's rights. Piers Morgan has blasted the news that New Zealand weightlifter Laurel Hubbard is set to become the first transgender athlete to compete at the Olympics. Are you happy for anyone born to a male biological body to simply raise their hand without any need for surgery and to compete in the Olympics against women born to female biological bodies? New Zealand's Olympic Committee named Hubbard as part of the women's team for the Tokyo Games after she satisfied domestic and international criteria. Hubbard became eligible for the Olympics in 2015 when the International Olympic Committee changed its rules to allow transgender athletes to compete as women if their testosterone levels were below a certain threshold. Hold on. Three for three and a the Pacific Games gold medalist identified and competed as male before coming out as transgender in 2013. In a piece for the British Daily Mail, Piers Morgan published a scathing criticism of the decision in the defence of women's rights. Trying to defend women's rights from a grotesquely unfair situation where people born to male biological bodies who have an obvious superior strength and power are now being able to simply say I'm female and compete against women born to female bodies. What am I doing that's so wrong? Piers raised the issue of Hubbard's unhappy competitors. Belgian weightlifter Anna van Bellingen described the news as like a bad joke, and Hubbard's former teammate Tracy Lambrecht said the concern of female-born weightlifters were being ignored. For other transgender sportswomen, it's an important step towards inclusion and representation. When you can't see a path to where you want to get to, it's so easy to feel discouraged and give up and talk yourself out of trying in the first place. Whereas for the vast majority of people in society, that's never an issue because they'll always look up and see people who look like them. It just occurred to me. This week, I have found somebody to kick in the pussy. Or technically, to kick in the nuts. Because, you know, transgender. <laughs> that was funny. That was funny. Or kick in their technical pussies. Since, you know, I figure that's what they would want to call their dicks. You know, trans men look, trans women look at their dicks like technical pussies. <laughs> oh boy. A new study suggests transgender women maintain an athletic advantage over their cisgender peers even after a year on hormone therapy. The results published last month, the results published last month in the British Journal of Sports Medicine could mean the current one-year waiting period for Olympic athletes who are transitioning is inadequate. For the Olympic level, the elite level, I would say probably two years is more realistic than one year. That's the study's lead author, Dr. Timoth Timothy Roberts. A, what's this word? Pediatrician and the director of the Adolescent Medicine Training Program at Children's Mercy Hospital in Kansas City, Missouri. At one year, according to him, the trans women on average still have an advantage over the cis women, he said, referring to cisgender or non-transgender women. 
Roberts began investigating the athletic performance of transgender men and women while in the Air Force, working under co-author and physician Lieutenant Colonel Joshua Smalley at a clinic coordinating center for airmen beginning or continuing their gender transition. That's the gist of what he said. One year after transitioning, they still maintain the athletic edge as naturally born men. Nation, guys, listen. When you learn to drive, one of the steepest learning curves to successfully maneuver, no pun intended, is a steering wheel. And it is very common for driving students to lose direction on the wheel and quote-unquote oversteer, for lack of the appropriate word right now. How do I mean? Because a driving student hasn't mastered the wheel, when he swerves all the way to the right, he's instinctively going to stare all the way to the left in an attempt to get the car back on track. Now, not only is that idea counterintuitive, it is also very dangerous. That's why driving school cars have an additional safety steering wheel for the instructor on, for the instructor on the passenger seat. What am I saying? Hear me out. Instead of overcorrecting our steering wheel to the left lane of the political spectrum, again, no pun intended, why don't we create a special category of competition for these people? You don't want to compete you don't you don't want to compete as a man, that's fine. But the data clearly suggests you have an unfair advantage against a naturally born woman. So why not compete with yourselves? Caitlyn Jenner is coming under fire for remarks she made about transgender athletes. Jenner, who transitioned after an Olympic gold medal career, says she doesn't think trans girls should be allowed to compete in female sports. Those comments are drawing fire as several states now try to ban trans girls from competing. Here's ABC's Zareen Shah. Tonight, California gubernatorial hopeful Caitlyn Jenner giving this controversial statement to TMZ on trans legislation. So there's legislation in various states to ban biological boys who are trans from playing girls sports in school. What's your opinion on that? Question of fairness. That's why I oppose biological boys who are trans competing in girls sports in school. It just isn't fair. And we have to protect sports in our but, but, but It's a dramatic shift for Jenner, a transgender woman and advocate. I also want to acknowledge all the young trans athletes who are out there, given the chance to play sports as who they really are. Her latest comments coming as over 30 states consider banning trans athletes competing based on identity. Governors in seven states have signed bills making it against the law for transgender girls to compete on a public school girls sports team. Lawmakers arguing that transgender girls and women have an unfair advantage. In March 2020, Idaho's House Bill 500, dubbed the Fairness in Women's Sports Act, banned trans girls and women's ability to compete in female sports leagues. It's about making sure that we preserve those opportunities. ABC's Kana Whitworth spoke to Lindsay Hecox, who filed a lawsuit with the help of the ACLU and others. By August, the court placed a preliminary injunction against the law, meaning while the lawsuit is pending, the law itself cannot be enforced. Hecox stresses that she should have opportunities to play like anyone else. Something about trans women athletes, they feel like it's going to be some huge, tall, muscular superstar. And I don't even think most of my teammates would even think of me as trans. I just look like a regular girl. Now, let's pretend the pay gap in sports was real. Because it's not. There's no pay gap in sports. You only take out in pay as much as you bring in in revenue. 
you know, ass on the seats, fans in the stands. But let's pretend it's real anyways. Do you honestly think transgender inclusion helps solve this problem? Because that's a much bigger chunk they are already taking from an already small pie. Now, a bunch of these names we do not even know. While they were competing as men, we had no idea who the fuck they were. Because they weren't top tier athletes. They weren't high performers. They weren't the biggest name. They weren't the biggest names in their sports as men. All of a sudden, they transition, compete, and win. Voila, international international acclaim. You do the math. What do you think that means for their salaries? What do you think that means for their pay? What do you think that means for endorsements? What do you think that means for sponsorships? You do the math. While you're solving the math, read this. At least eight transgender athletes are among the crop of Olympic hopefuls vying for a spot to compete in the postponed Tokyo Games this summer. Until this point, an openly trans athlete has never competed in the, Oli- in the Olympics, and Tokyo is set to change that. The hopefuls hail from five different countries and include Oli- Olympic vets who weren't previously out as well as promising young competitors. Laurel Hubbard, Laurel Hubbard, a weightlifter from New Zealand, has already qualified for the Games, making her the first openly trans athlete to do so. Several other Olympic and Paralympic athletes are hoping to join them in Tokyo, as first reported by the LG- LGBTQ plus news site Outsports. Two trans track and field athletes are also looking to qualify for the US team. Nikki Hilt, a non-binary 1500-meter runner, and Sissy Telfer, who was the first openly trans woman to win an NCAA championship when she won the Division Two 400-meter hurdles in 2019. Uh, boy. Let's see. Let's keep reading. Tiffany Abro, a volleyball player, is hoping to be named to the Brazilian national team by a selection committee. Abro was the first trans woman to play in the Brazilian Women's Volleyball Superliga joining the league for the 2017-2018 season and breaking the single-game scoring record. Yet another trans hopeful is aiming to compete in the extreme, sport, in the extreme sports competitions. Chelsea Wolfe, an American BMX athlete, is likely to be named an alternate for the U.S. team, but hopes to qualify as a competitor. Wolfe competes in the freestyle events, which will be making its debut at the Tokyo Games. Two trans para-athletes may also... Man, this list is long long and there's a common denominator with these people they are all trans women trans women competing as men before but they sucked as men and now they've taken the easy way out to compete as women and win why just one simple reason more money that's what it's about economics think about it would you rather suck as a male competitor or would you rather medal in the olympics as a woman at the end of the day, it is always the cowards looking for the easy way out. Because women know better than to invade male spaces. Because they'll get absolutely decimated and it wouldn't make financial sense for them. A trans male boxer will get the brakes beaten off her by a naturally born male boxer. It's just a fact. That's what it is. Let's move on. Families can be complicated. Especially when couples separate or there has been or there has been infidelity somewhere along the line. But there are a few situations quite as complicated as this. But there are a few situations quite as complicated as this man's family tree. After he discovered that his son, wait for this. 
after he discovered that his son, wait for it, just wait for it, is actually his uncle. TikTok user Stacks1400 made the devastating realization after discovering his girlfriend, the mother of his child, wait for it, had been having an affair with his very own grandfather while they were living with him. Found out my son was really my uncle, he shared in a clip shared to TikTok. He said in a clip shared to TikTok, my granddad was fucking my girl the whole time we were staying with him. The man shared the clip alongside the caption. I cannot believe I expected more from a man that had a whole other family around the corner from my granny house. You know, from my granny's house. Suggesting the granddad has a long history of infidelity in the family. I'm so sorry for you. I know it seems dark now. Get some time away for yourself. You did not deserve this, but there's someone else out there for you. A supportive TikTok follower commented. Another added, don't stop loving that young man. It's your time to stand tall in all this. Break the cycle and love that boy regardless of what title he has. After receiving an influx of all wishes from concerned followers, many questioned him for more details on how it could have happened without him knowing. The man went on to explain that he had picked up his girlfriend's phone while she went in the shower and discovered years, years, years worth of messages and pictures and explicit stuff. In another video, Stax promised... He will continue to treat his son as his son and their relationship wouldn't change just because he found out about his girlfriend's affair. First of all, we're going to give grandpa his flowers. We're going to give grandpa his credits. We're going to give Grandpa a stand innovation. Nation, think about this for a second. Just think about this. Do you know what kind of dick you have to be slanging? to snatch your grandson's girlfriend like what kind of dick do you have to be working with to steal a woman two generations below you this shit is ridiculous man and this is how i imagine it happened in my head i'm thinking one day this young innocent lady came over and rang the doorbell and grandpa came with his walking stick to the door. And she was like, Hi. I'm here to see Kishan. I'm assuming his name is Kishan. We don't know what his name is. Call him Stax1400. You know, I just gave him Kishan. Because that sounds like a black name. And this dude, you know, this dude was black. Anyways, and grandpa is like, Oh, Kishan not home. Kishan not home, baby girl. He's out running a few errands. But you can come in and wait for him. And then she does that innocent girl chocolate. <laughs> I guess, I guess. Then grandpa checks out her ass while she's walking inside the house. And he's like, oh, why don't you make yourself comfortable? And let me tell you some civil rights stories. Ha, 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 ha. 
And she's like, oh my God, that would be nice. And grandpa is like, it's your old. It's your old. She's like, you are such a gentleman. And grandpa's like, girl, you have no idea. You see, modern men are something else. Modern men are something else. But them, you see these civil rights niggas. You see them civil rights niggas. They move different. They move different. Immediately, this young girl takes a seat. Grandpa gets into action. He starts working. Let me introduce myself. My name. My name is. This is probably going to mention some 1950s name. You know, something like this. Young lady, my name is Leroy Bernard Freeman. But folks call me Bumpy. Long story short. Her pussy was probably getting wet to some 1960s protest stories. Because women love a storyteller. And grandpa was getting her insides moist. With tales from the era. When black people had no rights. I remember that one time Dr. King and I walked into a whites only bar in Mississippi. It was raining Caucasians everywhere. Baby girl, let me tell you about Selma. Let me tell you about Jim Crow. Come sit on my lap and let me tell you about segregation. I got some police brutality in my pants for you. You don't need no Viagra. Let me give you these Miranda rights. Oh, let me take a shot of my whiskey. You want some you want some whiskey, baby girl? You want some whiskey? You see, you young bloods don't know nothing about this whiskey. You're all over there drinking all that Hennessy. That shit bad for your liver. That shit bad for your liver. That shit bad for your liver. This shit right here. Baby girl, this shit right here. This shit right here. This whiskey right here works better than Viagra. Bitches love a storyteller, motherfucker. I'm telling you. Don't keep your woman around a chatty nigga. You know, a nigga that loves to talk. Always got, He always has an interesting story. And grandfathers have a shit ton of stories. Personally, personally, I cannot wait to steal some honeys from my grandsons myself. I can't wait to, you know, snatch some some bitches from my grandsons, from my grandchildren. You know, I want to tell them stories too. I'm going to tell them how I protested police brutality. Yes, yes. Baby, let me tell you about NSARS. We were on the streets. But man, if you can lose your girl to a nigga two generations older than you, two generations older than you, you, you need to rediscover your will to live. And chances are you're not going to find it. You won't. So, if that happens to you, just put a fork in a power outlet and die. Stick a metal fork inside a power outlet and just die. Wrap your life up already. So, my nigga Keyshawn, if that's, if that's what your name is. Stacks1400, if you're listening to this, wherever you are, nigga, kill yourself. You, you, you've lived a good life, but, but you, can't, you can't live the rest of your life with this knowledge. That shit will fuck your head up forever. So, just wrap it up. Just wrap it up. But one more air horn for Grandpa. Come on. <laughs> Grandpa has game. Grandpa has game. Let's give him another air horn. Let's give him another air horn. Sean, I'm joking. Don't kill yourself. I'm joking, please. Don't kill yourself. You have every reason to leave. Get, get, get a new girlfriend. 
get yourself a new girlfriend. But no man that old has any business finessing women. He shouldn't be finessing women. You know, grandpa should be catching a stroke, not catching women. You know, he should. And one more thing. Why do you niggas always cry on TikTok when you get your girl taken from you? Why? Why? Why do you embarrass yourself? What is it about strangers watching you embarrass yourself that makes you feel comfortable? Like, don't you have family? Okay, maybe this nigga didn't have family because if his granddaddy could take his girl, then that says a whole lot about his family. But my point is, stop embarrassing yourself on TikTok. Just fucking move on. Anyways, with that said, ladies and gentlemen, nation, we come to the end of this episode. It has been fun hanging out with you. I have enjoyed talking to you. Please don't forget to subscribe. New episodes every week. I promise I will deliver. Have a wonderful week ahead. Have a wonderful weekend ahead. Whatever you are up to, I hope it is successful. And I will see you next time.